Welcome to the Hostech Podcast. Today we're speaking to Honest Burger's co-founder, Phil Ellis. The Better Burger business opened its first bricks and mortar site in Brixton Village in 2011. Less than 10 years on, it's a national brand with around 40 locations, serving a small but carefully considered menu that's focused on high-quality British produce. When the first lockdown hit, Honest Burgers led the way in using technology to motivate and look after its people. I start by asking Phil to talk us through what they put in place. We use Workplace by Facebook, and it's a great tool just to kind of... um um put content out uh, and engage all, all the team very very quickly so we had things like tom my co-founder doing hit classes in the morning he did two or three of those a week um we did something called uh we did a few pub quizzes we did something called the honest pub where people could log in and you know chat to each other set up an event of their own off their own back and um, we had a few guitar lessons that kicked off for a little while we have something called honest conversations so that's our kind of platform internally just to talk about really tricky tough subjects like mental health we had a really good one on um on the blm stuff that happened at the time okay. and how that kind of reflected on us at honest and things we could do better and so we did we did some stuff there um honest radio so we played some playlists in the morning people could log into yeah and now we had some guest speakers we invited them to speak people in it changed a little bit because in the first lockdown we closed when i think the last time we spoke we closed all our restaurants completely sure so everybody was at home um so i think the challenge then was how do we keep sort of our, our claws, so to speak, in and, and keep supporting the guys while they're at home? Um, until recently, obviously, with the latest uh, developments, we we had almost 100%, 100% of people deployed in restaurants working. So it right. it was a, it wouldn't it didn't feel right to have some big calendar events going on for people to tune into because they were busy at work, and when they're not not at work, they probably don't want to be thinking about honest. So um, we um, we kind of toned it all down a little bit. Um, and created more kind of support mechanisms and things for them to reach out to us if they needed connection or support from us. Um, that's kind of how it switched for this, this time around. And can you tell us a little bit more about the functionality of Workplace by Facebook? Is it, is it basically just, just Facebook but designed to be used by a, a, a closed network of, of, of colleagues? Yeah, I mean, exactly that. You summed it up yep. perfectly. It's basically, it looks and feels exactly like Facebook, except it's not Facebook. You don't have to have a Facebook profile to be in it. Um, it's totally private to us. Um, you have a work account. Um, so yeah, we have uh, about 520 odd employees. Every single one of them has a profile. Um, we know from our backend data that 98% um, of them log in at least once a week, which is great. Wow, um, that's amazing. That's incredible. Yeah, so we know that we're see- they're seeing content um, at least once a week. Um, and then it just becomes a mixture of kind of how can we communicate messages to them and how can they communicate to us? How can teams and projects kind of communicate with each other? Sure. And then some of the kind of just functional stuff that, you know, and this is this is the really exciting stuff that we're going through at the moment where when you start looking at some of the systems that we've been paying huge amounts of money for, you realize actually with the right platform, the people on it and a, and a, a reasonable amount of tech and, and sort of understanding in the background, we can start doing some of this stuff ourselves. So, you know how we deliver payslips and rotoring and all this kind of stuff and who we can API and link in with. And it's kind of changing our mindset completely on if workplace is like our front end tech platform, then anyone who wants to work with us has to work with that. They have to be able to API into workplace, otherwise we won't use them. Uh, Interesting. And did you have workplace before the pandemic or is this something that you set up after it hit? No, we had it for about 18 months pre the pandemic. Um, Yeah, I mean, we... A lot of things would I can't imagine, you know, how how we would have coped without it. Um, 
and I, I saw a lot of the work being done, all, all the things that we've been able to do in the pandemic that have really helped us, you know, the, the groundwork and the foundations were laid 18 months ago, um, way, way before the pandemic started. And it was a bit of a mindset shift, actually. We brought a few new people into the business at the sort of exec level, and we just sort of switched our mindset around what it meant to be a really great people business. And workplace was a big part of that. Um, okay. And then this pandemic hit, and it just gave us an amazing platform to get information out really quickly. I mean, I, the best example was, you know, I don't, I didn't have to do it, thank, thankfully, but, um, you know, trying to calculate everyone's furlough payments in our world is crazy. And we managed to do that by triangulating forth um, and their workplace accounts and, and, and bots that we use in workplace, which are really great. And actually everybody got their, what they were going to get on furlough within minutes. And we had, you know, I think within two minutes, everybody in the company had received their own personal message saying what they were going to get no emails no text no whatsapp nothing it was all and that was a you have you had a some sort of integration then with with fourth who presumably do your payroll stuff exactly yeah so fourth integrate into it and um yeah we drag information from there and then we've got some really smart guys that do stuff i have no concept of whatsoever (laughs) and darb and dan and one or two others that just um sort of turn this information and make it they create these bot flows which are nuts like we call it the honest collaborator we've got about four or five different bots that we use and one of them is called honest collaborator and that um that basically pushed out everyone's information in real time and and still does when things change and what technology are you using in your in your kitchens uh we have tickets um we've, we've flirted with the idea of kds screens um our tickets can get quite confusing and actually the addition of lots of delivery tickets at the moment and how they look it's can cause problems sometimes so i'd be lying if i said i was happy with the way our tickets look or certainly if you could speak to a few of our chefs they tell you they weren't particularly happy with the way our tickets look so i think screens could be the answer i mean we haven't done that yet and what about delivery am i right in thinking you're exclusively a deliverer at the moment we're using uber at the moment as well delivery oh, is uber accommodating and let us use uber for the time being and and we'll, sort of those conversations are ongoing so we use Uber and Deliveroo at the moment, um, but we were in an exclusive relationship with Deliveroo. So orders from two different sources. How do you manage those coming into your POS system that, that makes your restaurants operate? How does that work? With difficulty, I would say. Well, I don't know. I mean, we've integrated the the systems into our till, so it goes straight in and prints directly in the kitchen. Um, the guys have a kind of front-end tablet, which they control the speed and pace. If it's getting a bit too much, they can switch on and off. But, I mean, look, there's no getting away from it. Um, delivery is tough i mean it's busy like um at peak times you can get a lot of orders from different platforms and a lot of the drivers do both by the way which is really complicated for that for us like you get a driver that rocks up in an uber eats box and he's collecting a delivery order and then going next door for his uber box you know like it's so it's, it's tough managing all the drivers i think yeah like, i'm not a huge fan you know, I think in this world, obviously, it's the way we're going to get food to people or the way we're going to survive. So um, I think in, in, in peace times, we're calling it, um, you know, we're a restaurant eating business and we're delivery second. That's, that's kind of what we'll get back to. Sure. And um, to tell us any any sort of trends that have, have come up in terms of delivery. I mean, hear from lots of places that, you know, now delivery has become so normal. People are approaching it in a different way. Consumer behaviour is changing. What What have you seen on on Asperger's? It's tough to uh, know, obviously, until until we go back to a level of normality to see what the impact's been. I mean, obviously, 100, 100, right now, literally, 100% of our sales are Deliveroo and Uber. We, we stopped takeaway and click and collect last week um, off the back of some feedback from our staff that they were feeling uncomfortable. So, so we pulled that. 
yeah, so I, I suspect that we went in with about 15% of our sales as Deliveroo, and I suspect in peacetime coming out, it will be higher than that. Are you, are you finding that people, um, there's less of an emphasis on the weekend takeaways, and it's more normal for people to be getting your food in on a Monday or a Tuesday evening? uh yes probably yeah yeah i don't know i don't have the stats in front of me i think it's probably leveling out across the week a bit more at the moment but i think it's too it's too much of a microclimate to, to make any huge assumptions on that i suspect again going back to a level of normality and normal life i suspect that it will be the usual sales patterns of friday nights and weekends that are busier than the, the weeknights but and you've um and you've rather rather neatly brought us on to the prospects of reopening your, your restaurants um what what's the plan with that we what have you put in place open the base i mean before this lockdown so to speak we had four restaurants that weren't operating at all in obviously just locations that just didn't need it or warrant it um the plan was to bring those back online through this kind of quarter now sort of one by one at a time so it'll be a great we'll phase it back in um We'll need to get back onto the recruitment drive again now. We'll need to bring some more people in. Um, and then we'll look to, we had three restaurants that were about to open going into this. Um, we had, um, yes, so we've got three unopened sites that were one in particular in uh, Garrett Street was really close to being launched. Um, so we'll look to try and get those three online. And then um, hopefully try and, you know, towards the middle of the back end of the year, if things are going well, we'll try and get some new ones and crack on. And what's your, what, to get back into it basically yeah uh, are you feeling positive about reopening or, or are you sort of approaching it with um with trepidation no very positive um i think I, I i'm hoping for a sort of sort of easter if possible uh and i think there's a lot of pent-up sort of um desire for people to want to want to go out and sit in a beer garden and sit in a restaurant and get on a plane and go on holiday so I think we're going to see when we're allowed, I think it's going to come back pretty quick. Um, yeah, I think it could be quite an intense month, if that's the case. I, I, you know, We still have nightmares about Eat Out to Help Out. We spoke to some of our staff and how crazy that was for them and how stressful that was. Um, you know, I, I think we could experience potentially a um, couple of weeks to a month of that when this does come back. Um, but look, this, this industry has shown one thing, and I can certainly speak from our people, is that they're resilient. They just get they get their heads down and they crack on and they deal with it. Uh, so we'll we'll take whatever comes. Um, but I'm I'm feeling pretty confident that it will come back pretty good. I that's a really good note to to end on. Thanks so much for for speaking to us and obviously best best of luck with it. Thank you very much. No worries.